G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Tuesday rolls around quickly, always our great pleasure to be able to check the breaking news headlines as they're coming out of Israel and the Middle East. Ron Ross is back with us. Ron, welcome back to 2020. Good morning, Neil. Hey, Ron, there's been big news over this past few days. Israel and the United Arab Emirates opening diplomatic ties, part of that deal brokered by the U.S., and an Arab professor has slammed the Palestinian Authority's overreaction to the revolutionary Israel-UAE peace deal. What are the headlines saying? Yeah, prominent Palestinian professor of political science and peace activist Mohammed Dajani yesterday criticised the Palestinian Authority leadership for rejecting last week's agreement between Israel and the United Arab Emirates. Dejani, who gained international recognition for his work to raise awareness to the Holocaust, said that what we're witnessing now is government-to-government peace between the UAE and Israel. I strongly support this initiative by Abu Dhabi because I feel it's a step towards reconciliation, he said. It's important to have more Arab countries involved in the peace process. In March 2014, Dejani took a group of students from the Palestinian Al-Quds University to the Nazi death camps at Auschwitz. Facing criticism from some Palestinians over the trip, Dejani resigned from the university. A year later, his car was set on fire and destroyed in front of his home in northern Jerusalem. Born to one of East Jerusalem's historic families, Dejani said that the Palestinians should look at the long-term benefits they stand to gain from the Israel-UAE deal. And not likely to stop there, Ron. Israel says it's expecting nations like Bahrain and Oman to also formalise ties. Yeah, in fact, uh, Minister Eli Cohen on Army Radio said... In the wake of agreement with UAE will come additional agreements both with more Gulf countries and with Muslim countries in Africa. I think that Bahrain and Oman are definitely on the agenda. In addition, in my assessment, there's a chance that already in the coming year there'll be a peace deal with additional countries in Africa, chief among them Sudan, he said. Both Bahrain and Oman praised the UAE-Israel Accord, although neither have commented on their own prospects of normalising relations. Uh, Difficult for us, Ron, here in Australia to appreciate just what sort of extra freedoms come from this new diplomatic deal. But as I understand it, uh, phone communications have opened up for the first time in a very long time. And now those in the UAE have access to news sites like the Times of Israel and the Jerusalem Post. But this, of course, a UAE deal, it sparked immediate political impact. What are the implications here that are being reported? Israel's deal with the United Arab Emirates helped Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's Likud party bounce back in polls broadcast on Sunday night. 
Luke rose from 29 seats two weeks ago to 32, according to a survey taken by pollster Camille Fuchs of Channel 13. The Israeli public overwhelmingly supports the peace accord and considers it an achievement for Netanyahu. U.S. Ambassador to Israel David Friedman said, I participated in the phone call between Crown Prince Mohammed and Prime Minister Netanyahu, along with the President. I will tell you that after that phone call concluded, and it was not yet public, but there were maybe 10 of us in the Oval Office listening on speakerphone, we just burst into spontaneous applause when that call ended, because we were so moved by how both of those leaders spoke. Uh, Let's turn our attention to a story that's emerged where dozens of Jewish headstones have been discovered under a Polish town's market square. Uh, What's the story here? Yeah, the headstones had been placed in the heart of Lizak, a town located about 120 miles south of Warsaw, at least 80 years ago. The headstones, which were uncovered during construction work that began in June, have been removed and stored by the municipality, which will consult Jewish community officials on what to do with the find. Between 1918 and 1939, Lizak's population of about 5,000 was 90% Jewish. The Germans sent many Lizak Jews to the Soviet Union occupation zone, where some were exiled into the heartland of Russia, a turn of events that meant they were safe from the Nazis when they opened the Eastern Front with the former Soviet Union in 1941. An amazing find. And Ron, the other big story in the Middle East, that huge and devastating explosion in the city of Beirut in Lebanon, uh, Arab Christians broadcasting hope and meeting needs in devastated Beirut. Uh, What are the headlines saying here? Yeah, I actually thought of us uh, when I read this story, the amazing effect of Christian radio. When the mushroom cloud blast ripped through Beirut, Arab Christian broadcaster Sat7 jumped into action. The political and human impact of the recent explosion in Beirut has been vast and the people are suffering a sense of despair. Sat7 is trying to ease that suffering by providing for their needs and offering hope. We started to broadcast prayers and for people for their safety, for those who lost loved ones, and for the responsible people in the government, the government positions, so God may open their eyes so we can save people from the misery, said George McKean, director of Sat7. McKean said they broadcast live worship and also brainstormed on how the church could help. By Thursday, another broadcast, just people praying and worshipping and speaking about where we can find hope, how we can find hope in such pain, he said. Although their Beirut studio is seven miles from the uh, epicenter, it suffered very minor damage. But the home of most of the staff members were indeed damaged. Still, the staff took action to help others. They were in the streets downtown, trying to clean and trying to distribute food and drinks to people and pray with them. Tell them that we feel we're with them. In the coming few days, we have a campaign called Hope for Lebanon. And I just think it's extraordinary to see what a powerful impact 
Christian radio can have in such a devastated area. Well, Ron, I had the absolute privilege of visiting those Sat7 studios uh, when I was in Beirut about five years ago. And uh, what an amazing thing they do. And it's not just radio, but they have television as well. And they broadcast not only in Lebanon, but they have their uh, reach right across the Middle East and into North Africa. And uh, Sat7, they just do a wonderful job. And, And as you say, the hope that can come through Radio broadcasting, very, very powerful, and I know that many listeners will be able to identify with that too when they've been going through tough times and had access to Christian radio here in Australia. But Ron, always appreciate you being across the headlines and bringing this breaking news to us each Tuesday, and uh, thanks so much for doing a great job this morning and uh, bringing us that update news uh, out of Israel and the Middle East. Thanks for being with us on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.